Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Worshipper Brother George Mudry. Worshipper Brother Joe. And no Worshipper Brother Ken. Well, he's here, but you just can't see him because of his <laughs> transparency. He didn't go out in the sun today. He's uh, so white, he's transparent. Yeah. Now, we're up here. We're, uh, we're going to do an episode. We're doing it on Saturday instead of Sunday. And the reason being is because tomorrow is Fada's Day. Put the puppet in Ken's spot. Put the cap. Faja, yeah, Faja. Yeah, it's Father's Day. So we're going to do it today rather than tomorrow. But anyway, we have some likes. Oh, people like us. They really like us. Yes. We have Ryan Locklear and uh, Roland. Oh, related to Heather? Ram Kinsoon. <laughs> no, not related to her. So, brother. Oh, Ryan, no, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not charged in the line. I got it. I got it. Cannon's charging line. Right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Welcome to the podcast. Together, brother. Straight brother George Mudry. <laughs> Viva. 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 Right Turn your volume down. <laughs> no worries. Anyway. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Albert Pike because something happened that uh, infuriates me. Albert Pike's statue in D.C. was taken down. Yeah, and I can understand some of the other statues being taken down. I don't necessarily... You lost! You lost! You lost. That's my whole argument. You lost! So... By those standards, should there be... What would happen if somebody wanted to erect a statue to Benedict Arnold? We'd say no. Right. We're on the wrong side of history, man. Right. He might have been a decent person. So that's, a fa- that's a very valid point. Never but he was on the wrong side of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no. Robert E. Lee, mm-hmm. wrong side of history. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. And what he represents, mm-hmm. I get it. It's a Confederate right. statue. Mm-hmm. Albert Pikes has nothing to do with the Confederacy. Well, he was a Confederate general. But the statue itself is a Masonic. He's in his Masonic right. garb, and he's holding a copy of Morals and Dogma. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah, and we can get into the history of uh, Albert Pike, but if you want to give a little more of an intro, I'll hold my comments. But yeah. it's not, for the record, while he may have been in the Confederacy, which he resigned after about four months because he realized he was on the wrong side of history, um, it's not a Confederate statue. In any ways, it's celebrating him as a Confederate general at all. 
starting a watch party because I'm putting this on my own page. But uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Albert Pike. We're going to talk about uh, what he did. And here's the problem that we have. Here's the problem that, that we have with <laughs> Shade and Ismet. Of course, you, <laughs> Blanker, start a podcast at 6.30 a.m. <laughs> well, he's, only he's on the other side of the globe. Yeah, so. he's on the wrong. We talked about the wrong side of history. He's on the wrong, wrong side of the world. That's funny. Uh, he said, yeah, I can't understand why Albert Pike's statue was taken down. He was paving the way for Prince Hall and was a defense lawyer for Native American rights. He did so much good. Didi Robinson. Hey, Didi. Hey, what's Didi. What's going I on, I got brother? your message earlier. I was in the middle of washing a car, so I apologize for that. At the car wash. Uh, but, but we'll definitely get you back up here again. But we're talking about Albert Pike, the statue getting torn down, who Albert Pike really was, and the things that he did. Um the Albert Pike thing kind of so let me can I start off by just clarifying before we get into the discussion I just want a, a few points for clarification because as we talk about this those of you that have read some things on the internet and have not done your proper research are going to come with a few uh, facts and tidbits about Albert Pike where you haven't done enough research. They're not true. Right. So if go ahead, you're reading. Uh, I'm gonna actually read uh, Art de Art La Jolla. No, yep. Yep. Art del Cueto. <clears throat> yeah, but he reposted Art del Art de Hoyos. Yes, and he's the uh, guy you was, see on a lot of the History yeah. Channel stuff. And he was a brother. Art Arturo de Hoyos. Yes. Uh, wrote this, and he says it's a long piece, but worth the read. So many of my friends that care can see the reality. Long live Albert Pike. He has lived. The fruits of his labors live after him. Last night, as the mob did their work, the news media called it a Confederate statue, the presence of which was painful. Uh, in, in truth, the statue has nothing to do with the Civil War. It was Pike as a Freemason, a civilian clothing, in civilian clothing, holding a copy of Morals and Dogma. So first thing I want to just add before I continue on with this, who the hell gives anybody the right to... Take down a statue that doesn't belong to them. I believe that there are donors that have these statues created. Yes. And erected. <clears throat> so where does the government get the right to take down any type of statue? I would argue that the government has zero right to take down a statue. It's the people uh -huh. that there should be a referendum. We the people. Or some, we the people. Some type of vote. And right. if that's what the people want, and that's what the people decide, right? then go ahead. And, and I'm not saying destroy it. <clears throat> like, g how about get a petition going? Say, hey, we don't want this on display. Go put it in a display, uh, right. in a museum somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that the, uh, the House of the Temple would have said, you know what? Maybe we should move that inside. Right. Maybe we should move that somewhere else. Right. Um, but go ahead. Let me continue. Pike was a man of his times who embodied the strengths and weaknesses of his generation. Freemasons acknowledge Pike's personal, uh, big word, foible, foibles, F-O-I-B-L-E-S, foibles. I'm not familiar with that word. And frailties, and revere his ethical and moral teachings. They respect what he accomplished and see him in an example of a person who was willing to abandon personal prejudices, prejudices, uh, Prejudices? <clears throat> Prejudices on the path to self-improvement. Among his strong points, he was, uh, was his pursuit of knowledge and self-improvement. Within one lifetime, 
he sees he seems to have lived multiple lives that sometimes overlapped each other. He was, for an example, an advocate for Native American rights, an accomplished attorney, an author, an educator, an explorer, a historian, a military leader. He was a brigadier general, a philosopher, a poet, and a translator. A Boston native. So he was not, he was not from the South. He was not from the South. But we know how Boston can be. <laughs> Pike Wanderlust led him to explore the South and follow the Santa Fe Trail. He had a particular fascination with Native Americans and became a friend to several tribes, compiling personal dictionaries of their languages and dialects. Later in life, as an attorney, he became a legal, ad, leading, a legal advocate for Native Americans, trying to secure the rights which they had been promised by the government. As with other larger-than-life vocal personalities, he was occasionally controversial. Strongly in favor of the Tenth Amendment, states' rights, Pike was like many other Americans, sided with the South during the American Civil War. Although his wife's family owned slaves, he personally considered slavery a great evil and the greatest calamity of the South. Can I stop you there for one second? Yes, you may. Because I want to make a, a point here. He, he was a part of the Confederacy, not because he believed in slavery, not because he was a racist, but because he believed in states' rights, right. which was the second largest part of why the Civil War was fought. It was about slavery. Mm. It absolutely was. Mm. Uh, it was about expanding to the West right. and mm. expanding slavery to the West where they would outnumber the states that were non-slave states. Uh-huh. That was a huge part of it, the uh-huh. second part of it, and it was really what led to, it's kind of like a 1A is states' rights, right? because uh-huh. the federal government was saying, you're not allowed to have slaves, and the states were saying, we could do whatever we want. Right. We're independent as states. So that's, he was fighting for the... And realistically, that was more of the mindset back then. Right. I mean, now we kind of look at our federal government as kind of like an overhead. It runs everything. But realistically, it's still not true to this day. Um, I mean, because states, look, example of the coronavirus, each state has Has their own own rules. Right, right. And that's really how this United States is supposed to work. And that's how the uh, the federal government fathers wanted it to be because they didn't want an overreaching monarchy. Right. It was a, they were the united states. So, yes. Albert Pike became a Civil War Southern general. Right. But he he believed that each state had its it was it, right. st- it was stood on its own. Correct. And you have to understand the mind frame back then is that each state stood alone. There was no right. overwhelming Each state was like its own little country. Right. Exactly. And that's what a confederacy is mm-hmm. where you have the United States, the Confederate States. Confederacy is a loose association of states that are independent on their own, but gathered together for common right. things such as a national defense right. and commerce and trade and things like that. So, In 1856, yeah. he walked out of the Southern Convention saying he would suffer himself to be torn by wild horses before he would justify the renewal of the African slave trade. <clears throat> he was uh, ridiculed for his hope that time would come from all men to be free, but he failed to condemn slavery outright. 
Following the war, under President Johnson's amnesty proclamation, Pike returned to private life in the late 1869, early 1870. He moved to the Scottish Rite. He was moved to the Scottish Rite to reside in Washington, D.C. Oh, I'm sorry. So they're talking about uh, after he... After he died, where yes, his body I was believe. moved. Yes. Pike has been quoted to say that he preferred to leave Freemasonry that sit in lodges... Uh, he was yeah, quoted, this is an important point. Yes. yes. Take your time on this one. Pike has been quoted to say that he preferred to leave Freemasonry than sit in lodge lodges with black men. If this was his early view, he matured and changed. In fact, he became a supporter of black Freemasonry and enjoyed a friendship with Thornton. Thornton, Thornton A. Jackson, Grand Commander of in Prince Hall affiliation. Pike even shared his rituals with the Prince Hall Freemasons and exchanged cordial and fraternal letters. Yes, so let's let's stop there for a moment, if we may. So, and this is one of those points that I know a person trying to defend what happened would bring up. Oh, well, he was a racist. He even said he wouldn't sit and lodge with the black man. He said that. Let's not dance around it. He did actually say that early on in his Masonic career. Right. However, mm-hmm. he evolved. I think it's two things. One, I believe it's in. <clears throat> look at today's freaking. Uh, look at look at today's atmosphere. There is a pressure to have a certain set of beliefs that if you don't believe in that. You're the bad guy. Right. Imagine you're in racist, those times. You're a lefty. You're a communist. Imagine you in those times the- where there was slavery right. and racism. You know, in 1860 in the South, and Albert Pike standing up and saying, "Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah, we should invite black people here." Right. They would have tore his ass apart right. back in those times. Yep. But once the Civil War was over, once you, you know, once you. Know, He's seen that there were other people that had the same mindset as him. Right now, now okay, now I can really tell my truth. He could rally. Right, he could. He could. He, he could wasn't, tell his real he wasn't only. He wasn't the only one. And I'm not saying that's what Pike was thinking, but I'm sorry, but like, I, I compare it to today's culture. Like today's culture, you can't say I want to build a southern border wall without getting your ass chewed apart for being a racist, a bigot, and right. an inhumane. Right. right. You can be in right. favor of a strong border and not be a racist. Right. That's and I'm just making that. a comparison to right. this. But, the, but that's the point is right now in, in the way that things are in society, we have an opportunity to continue to evolve. You know, while Pike might have said that early in his career. We'll have you back on, Didi. Something changed his mind. Something changed his mind, and he started to think differently. He actually became, to use a word that's being thrown around today, he became an ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He not only became friends with the Prince Hall Mason yep. that you mentioned before, he helped them write their ritual. Mm-hmm. He gave them the information and helped them write their ritual so that they could have the same tenets. Right. And if you're going to share the tenets of Freemasonry, one of which is, all men are on the level. Like that's the prince, one of the principal pieces of Freemasonry that we meet on the level. We're right. all equal. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take his ritual and share that with a black man and with right. Prince Hall Freemasonry mm-hmm. and promote the idea that all men are equal. 
How right. could you possibly say he's a racist? And in, in today's day and age, well, let's we're looking for people. Hold on. I just want to make right. one point. We're looking for people to evolve. Mm-hmm. We're looking for people to become allies so that we could further this cause and continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't shit on the people that are trying that have evolved. Right. That may have said something 20 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. but now we're in a different place in their life and realize that was wrong and they've evolved and their opinions have evolved and now they're an ally. Don't shit on those people. Let me get through this. I'll do the whole yeah, thing, I'm and then sorry. we'll freaking tear it apart. But no, I've I'm been glad. angry about this all day. No, I know. <laughs> After Pike's death, he was maligned when it was falsely alleged that he had been a member of the KKK. I want to be clear. He was not the founder of the KKK or the Knights of the Golden Circle. No. He was not. He was not. Okay. That has been alleged, and there is no... While there is no evidence to prove that he wasn't, there is no, no evidence, evidence to prove that he was. was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pike's enemies claimed that he was one of the founders and or chief judicial officer of the KKK. However, for those who don't know, which I'm sure everybody knows, but he was KKK is Ku Klux Klan. Uh, however, when the U.S. Congress investigated the KKK in 1871, its report failed to support these allegations. Testimonies taken by the Joint Select Committee to inquire into the condition of affairs in the late insurrectionary states, 13 volumes, and then it goes through the whole... So, just thing. real quick. So, there's actually factual evidence. What year was that again? Was that investigation completed? 1871. 1871. So, like, really close to the time that it would have allegedly happened. Right. So, information is the freshest. Right. Recollections are the, are, are the best. Right. And in 1871, yep. they deemed there was no evidence linking him to sin. Correct. Okay. The allegations were so prevalent and persistent that even some Masonic writers were fooled and repeated them. However, there are no primary documents, membership records, or letters from Pike's time, which would suggest, suggest his participation in any way. In the vast collection of the Supreme Court Council archives, there is not a single document. Let me repeat that. There is not a single document connecting him with the KKK. So all you conspiracy theorists and all you... Right. You, and that was another... I'm angry. I'm another, but But no, another point to bring up because that's another thing that, well, he was a member of the KKK. He founded the KKK. No, right. he didn't. Uh, D.D. Robinson, uh, Pike changed his beliefs. He evolved thanks to Freemason or craft. Exactly. Bridges. And you so, know what? And and I would hope that every brother that's become part of the craft, um, you know, however long, right. has evolved their thoughts on things right. in some way. That's what we teach. That's part of making a good man better. Mm-hmm. You can have a good man that's just ignorant on certain things. And with edu- education and mm-hmm. bringing certain things to light, he becomes a better man. That's what we propose. Right. You can't crap on that. No. You can't. Another false claim is that Pike was Luciferian. <clears throat> oh, here we go with the Lucifer thing. The French again. hoaxer Leo Taxil. No, oh, he's French. So. And there and what was the, he was a hoaxer. He's a known yeah. hoaxer. Asserted that Pike hoaxes. was the so, the sovereign pontiff of universal Freemasonry and that he sought the worship of Lucifer in the Scottish Rite highest degrees. Taxil later publicly admitted this was a hoax at the expense of the Catholic Church. Ah! Ding, 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 ding! I'm sorry, what did he admit? <laughs> he admitted that uh, it was a hoax at the expense of the Catholic Church. Liar, uh, liar. So you mean the Catholic Church had something to do with putting out bullshit? No! <laughs> that doesn't happen! <laughs> 
But and and again, like. <laughs> but like the word Lucifer. First of all, if I somebody fact check me on this, I am fairly certain. The name Lucifer mm. never appears in the Bible. No, not once. Not even. I'm fairly certain. I could be wrong. It was a creation of man. Understand. And being spiritual is one thing. Yes. Religion was created by men. Let's be clear about that. Right. Religion but, was created by men. Do you know spirituality what? is from God? Correct. The term Lucifer, you know what that means, right? Mm. It means the light bearer. The light bearer. Right. Light bringer, light, light bearer. 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 Yeah. There are some texts that's going to blow your mind. Not you, but our, our listening audience. It'll blow your mind that in a lot of texts, ancient texts, you know who is referred to as Lucifer? Jesus Christ. Y'all need Jesus! Because he was the light bearer. He was the light right. bringer. Right. He was bringing that knowledge. He was bringing the light. The term Lucifer right. doesn't mean Satan or the devil. Not it's at all. Somebody bringing light, somebody bringing knowledge. So if you want to, uh, you can look this up for yourself, but uh, I'm going to just fast forward here. And this is the end of the article here. It says, uh, like the rest of us, Albert Pike was far from perfect, but he had moral courage to abandon the past and move forward. He tried to make his personal weaknesses into strengths, and his writings encourage us to do the same. The remainder of his life was dedicated to the fraternity that seek to transcend barriers, both real and artificial, to make strangers into brothers. This is why when his statue was erected in Judiciary Square in 1901, it was attended by men who had previously faced each other on the battlefield, so Confederates and yeah. Union soldiers. And this is what he said. <clears throat> Pike never wanted a statue of himself. Rather, he said, when I am dead, I wish my monument to be builded in only the hearts and memories of my brethren of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite, and my name be remembered by them in every country no matter what language men may speak there where the light of the ancient and accepted scottish rite shall shine and its oracles of truth and wisdom be reverently listened to and and that's the frustrating thing of the, the part that makes me first it made me sad but then i got angry and i'm probably more sad than angry but it gets me fired up here you have a man who led his life in a way that's exactly what we're trying to do right now. Right. He had a set of beliefs. Right. Don't bang on the table, Dan. Sorry. He had a set of beliefs. And then he was able to overcome those archaic mindsets and, mm -hmm. and beliefs and say, no, that's not right. I need to evolve. I need to change. I need to look at things differently and actually put it into practice. Right. And if you look at the man's actions, mm -hmm. put his actions on a timeline. Mm -hmm. Take out the words. Everybody's like, oh, actions speak louder than words. Okay, so take out the words. Mm -hmm. Put his actions on a timeline. You will not only see how the man evolved himself, mm -hmm. but then it was actually an advocate for getting other people to evolve, to have other people change their mindset, mm -hmm. do the same thing. And that's what morals and dogma is. And that's what Scottish Rite Freemasonry is. That's what all Freemasonry is. is mm -hmm. We're going to take somebody who's a, a good person and we're going to make them better. You're going you're going to evolve. And that's why I don't I don't care what side of this current civil uh, whatever uh, 
civil discourse that um, you're currently on, I think you would all agree that the hope is that somebody, that society is going to evolve mm -hmm. and accept certain truths, mm -hmm. whatever your definition of truth is. Mm -hmm. But we're saying the same thing that he said. Here's so here you have a beacon of what we're trying to accomplish now mm -hmm. of getting people to change their minds and put it into practice. Here's my problem with all of this, and this is the, my problem with today's society. Okay, This is the problem with people in general. They love to point out all of the bad shit that you've done in your life, right? but never the good. Right, which okay. is why I can't run for politics. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was a degenerate. He was a degenerate, but he's only remembered for the good things. But now what you're doing in today's society is you're – thank you. You're, you're – they're going back, and rather than looking at the accomplishments that they did, they're looking at it from what they let's, – let's tear this person down right. because of the bad they've done. I'm sorry, but we live in a world where everybody has a yin and yang. You got a good side, you got a bad side. Right. Everybody who thinks that they're holier than thou – I mean, what did Jesus say? Who, whoever is sinless, yeah. cast the first stone. Right. Seriously. Right. So you're going to sit there and say that this guy is this, this guy is that, while your hands are clean? Bullshit. I'm calling Nobody's bullshit. Hands are clean. Nobody's, Nobody's hands are clean. I've, I, I'm sure I did things 30 years ago that I would not be proud of today. I'm sure I said things 30 years ago that I would not be proud of today. No. But there's Absolutely. no social media or internet to capture it because I'm old. <laughs> but you know what, though? But, however, you can I'm change not your mind. From you that. can evolve from right. it. You can sit there up. I'll give you a perfect example. I'll say it right now while we're on live. Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman. Originally, I was on the side of Zimmerman. But then, later, when I started to get more of the story, yeah. I realized, no, he was dead wrong. He was absolutely wrong. He was overzealous. He was overzealous. He was a... a, a Guy who was on a neighborhood watch, which to me is and the we worst all, thing to do. And here's because the thing. You're we, putting somebody in power in a right. neighborhood watch. Of course, they're going to be like, oh, neighborhood watch. And we all know yeah. those guys. It's like, I'm a yellow pager salesman. What the hell are we talking about here? We like, all know those guys yep. mm -hmm. that wanted to be a cop, that never passed the test, that never right. got through it, but you put them in a similar position. Oh, yeah. We know those Bully guys. with a badge or Absolutely. bully without a badge. Absolutely. Absolutely. But originally, you know, I, I was... I, I kind of agreed with it. And then I sat there and I'm like, but wait a minute. This kid was just walking through a gated community. Right. I'm sure that Zimmerman said something to Mr. Martin. Yeah. Like, probably racist. The kid got... Now, first off, they said the whole freaking claim to frame on this thing was... And I, I'm sorry we're getting off the subject, but I swear to God I'll bring it all back around. But all the people were like, oh, well, he was high on marijuana. I have never met somebody who's smoked marijuana that wants to fight. Wants to fight. They don't want any. What do they want? They want a Milky Way ice cream bar You're hungry, and Fritos. Man. You're hungry, man. <laughs> right. I've never met somebody on marijuana that's got been no fight. up. Zimmerman was getting the shit kicked out of him. And then he had to, he put himself he had, in a, put, you in put a him situation. Si you brought it up on yourself. Right. Right. But By the way, can I just point out? He was violating rule number two. I am violating rule number two. No, not you. Zimmerman violated rule number right. two. Mind, Mind your business. Your business. And but, then then violated rule number one. Right. No, I think he violated one, then violated two. Yeah, they might have been intertwined. Eh, whatever. But 
my point is this, okay? An article came out shortly after on how he saved somebody who was in a burning car. And I'm like, oh, this guy ain't that bad. But then a couple of weeks later, he pulled a shotgun and his gold lady. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, right. well, shit. <laughs> but it's a perfect point of where I believed that something was right at first. But then later, I was able to change my mind and say, no, that was dead wrong. Right. Initially, my thought was one thing, but I was able to change it. Yeah. And that's... And it's okay. That's You're allowed to change your mind. It's expected. Like that's, You're allowed, to, at once new evidence comes about, right. you can say, well, shit, I was wrong. Now, we're going we're gonna to put it... They want to chastise you yes. for the bad shit that you've done in your life, right. but they don't look at the good things. Right. A guy can cure cancer, but they'll be like, well, you know, he had a bunch of side chicks, right? So what? He, 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 he cured freaking, cancer. Right. No right. one is 100% Nobody. clean. Nobody. I mean, the old joke was I'm as clean as his preacher sheets, but you can't even say that anymore, right? No, because the preacher sheets aren't that clean. <laughs> but no, no, I agree. <laughs> it, it, and that's the frustrating piece of it is. This is gonna be a. This is gonna be a, an angry one. I feel like we're both we're, passionate. We're, we're Let's both go passionate. Passionate. All right. Because you know, here I am. So I'm. I'm actually kind of glad Didi's not up here because he'd be hot as hell with us. Yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, he would. But rightfully so, because you can't say we want people to evolve. We want people to do. We want people to change their minds. You want people to, to do A, B, and C, and then they freaking do it. And then the guy that embodies that, you tear his statue down. Oh, D.D. Robinson. When I was young, I wanted to be a porn star. AIDS epidemic hit, and I changed my mind. <laughs> you can be anything you want, brother, D.D. No, but, but... No, but... Right. Like, we've all said and right. done things. And that's why even, like, now you look at a, a certain lens, and we've all said this. You're like, eh. Right. You know, this person, eh, that's an 18-year-old kid. He doesn't know. But tearing he down hasn't had that a chance. He hasn't had a chance to evolve yet. But tearing down statues, like, all right. Like you said, I'm of the same mind. And, and again, I actually had this conversation with my, my, my counterpart, as I call her, uh, about the statues. And I had asked, and she said, oh, yeah, well, you know, they were Confederates. They were racist. They were fighting for slavery. And I'm like, she's like, well, what are your views? And I said, uh, they lost. They lost. They lost. You should. I don't believe in participation trophies. Right. Or statues. You lost. Right. <laughs> End of story. You don't see Napoleon statues, do you? Nope. You don't see any King George statues in the United States. You don't see Darius statues, do you? Nope. No. Why? He lost. Right. Saddam Hussein. They tore his statue down. Why? Because he lost. Because he lost. It's right. just that simple. Right. And that's where, like, you know what? There are times where you need to take things into your own hands right. if you're not satisfied with the progress and you've, right. you've gone through the appropriate measures of, you know, petition, going to town council, going to the governor, try to get things. to, And there may come a point where, like, you know, I could just can't stand for this anymore. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to tear the freaking thing down. Now, but if you're going to do that, educate yourself on what you're doing. Take the time to do it. If, you know, it, it, it infuriates me. Right. People that walk around with these shirts of, uh, what's his name? Shea Guerrera? Shea Guevara? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. no idea what the hell that means when they're wearing that shirt. Nope. nope. The man was a monster. Mm-hmm. A monster. Mm-hmm. 
But they're like, oh, no, it stands for freedom. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's very different from that. So before you put your name on crap and you start promoting things, well, do we'll, your research. We'll get into Antifa momentarily, too. But And I will get into it because it does actually. I came here all calm and nice and relaxed. But it, it, it does tie into Freemasonry because Antifa has even said that Freemasons are the new world order. And we're the ones actually controlling it. And that's what they're fighting against. So, yeah, kiss my ass, whatever. Moving on. But one of the things I also want to point out is that. You know, uh, getting back onto the whole statues things, I get the Confederate thing taken down. What pissed me off was Pelosi ordering all of the House speakers who were at one point Confederates to have their pictures taken down. They were House speakers of the United States of America, and who, 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 not who were, the Confederacy. Who were they elected by? I don't know. The people. Right. The people but, of the United States elected them into that regardless position. Regardless if they were Confederates... Regardless of their House speakers before the Civil War, who were House speakers that, you know, they served their term as a House speaker in the United States of America and then seceded and became, you know, Southerners, okay? Or they were Southerners who conformed after the war and became House speakers. Why would you tear them down? It's a part of history. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that... Look up Robert Byrd. Robert Byrd, Democratic senator, I think, somewhere down south. I want to say Georgia. I could be wrong. Robert Byrd was a member. And this is like, Mm. he only died like maybe 10 years ago. He was served in Congress up until his like late 80s, early 90s. He was an active member of the KKK. Yeah. An active member. Right. Democrat. And again, I'm not even talking... But I'm just saying, you can't be that hypocritical. I don't even want to get into the political aspect of it. I just don't want... Like, you're tearing down our history, and I will will round it out with my final thought of this, you know, at the end when we're talking about it. But you're pulling down history. I mean, I get some of the Confederate statues. Robert E. Lee, he doesn't deserve a statue. Why? He lost. He lost. Uh, Does Montezuma have a But they also pulled down... What's his name? Ulysses S. Grant. He was the guy who won the fucking war for us. And that's a whole other false narrative that's out there during, like, there's this. So you're doing this shit without research, having guys. a single like, shred of no knowledge of history. Two things, I feel. Number one, you haven't studied and learned history on your own. Number two, public schools don't teach that type of history that you should know. Number three, I will also add this final thought on this whole statues thing, Okay. Where do we draw the line? Where does the line get drawn? George Washington was a slaveholder. As Thomas was Jefferson. Franklin. As was Franklin, and he was one of the most vocal abolitionists of his time. Right. Where Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Are you going to start pulling down all the pictures of George Washington? He was the father of our country. Right. And again, a lot of the founding fathers were against slavery, but it wasn't the time. Why? Because they were fighting the strongest empire on the planet at the time. So I'm sorry, you can't be like, yeah, we're going to tackle the slavery thing right now. Wait, but we're in the middle of a war. We need the southern states. No, no, we're going to handle this now. There was a time. Right. You had to wait. Right. Like, I, I, here's two things. And I, Buddy I, Lee. Right. That was, was that his name? Buddy, Buddy Lee? What was his name? Uh, Washington's, um, Washington's basically his right-hand man. Uh, I don't, the one that, uh, 
like I don't want to. I want to say his servant, but he wasn't really a servant. He was more of his. Billy yeah. Lee. Billy Lee. Billy Lee was Washington's right hand man. He followed him everywhere he go. Everywhere he, he was went. The African American. He was guy. the African American guy. He was Washington's best friend. Yes, right. he was. Uh, he was technically employed by Washington, but what you don't realize upon Washington's death, he let him go. He said, "You're free. Right. Go." Not only that, but he Ulysses has- S. Grant. Let's get back on this statue that got taken down. Because I watched the documentary on TV. The, on the History Channel. Which on is the History fantastic. Channel. Which pissed off all. First off, Ulysses S. Grant was dead set opposed to slavery. Right? Yeah. Dead set opposed. He married a Southern family who had slaves. And his wife's family was pissed off at him because while he was building his house or whatever the hell, right. he was working right next to the slave along with him. Right. Like, like, we're together on this. He's, right. Like, and then what happens, once the house is completed, he freed him. Right. And mind you, back in those days, slaves were like owning a house. They were like owning a car. They were considered property. They were they considered property. Con- right. And they were, you can make a lot of money off of them. Right? Yeah. They were. And he went and again, and freed we're, him. We're not endorsing it. But no, no, no. They, we're were, endorsing they were a commodity. They were, they were considered a commodity. But he then. went to go, sla- to, to go free him. And the guy was like, you sure you want to do this? You can get like $1,000 for yeah, this thing. Like, no. Like, no. He handed him his papers, let yeah. him go. And that's where there's been this false narrative on Grant that he was, you know, just happened to be the right place, right time. He was a horrible president. He like lucked into everything. No, do your history. Watch that History Channel piece that you just mentioned. Also, a friend of mine recommended to me, and I'll recommend it to everybody else, a book by James M. McPherson, Battle Cry of Freedom, the Civil War Era. Right. It's considered to be the most comprehensive and, and accurate right. depiction of why the Civil War was fought. Right. Read it. You can disagree with it, but do yourself do us all a favor, mm. educate yourself, and then decide whether you agree with it or not. Another but statue that got vandalized was uh, the statue of the all-black regiment. Yeah, that which made no sense. It's an all-black regiment. They were fighting for their freedom. That just goes so to every, you they have no so idea. So every what statue doing. that you deface without knowing the history about it mm-hmm. makes you more ignorant. Okay, you knew nothing about Albert Pike. You tore it down because oh, he was a Confederate. Oh, why? Because you Googled it. Come on now. Right. Right. You, you destroyed a monument just because it was a monument about you know a, a all-black regiment. Right. And believe it or not, some of the black regiments. That were in um, the Civil War, they fought the fiercest. Right. They fought against the Confederacy, the most fiercest. What was that really good movie? Vicksburg. Uh, Vicksburg. There was a there was a, there was a battle outside of Vicksburg, and I can't remember exactly the name of the battle, but the 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 small black regiment was basically they were outnumbered like five to one. Yeah. I can't remember the name. It was but like, the, starts but with an M. Really good movie. Matthew Broderick, uh, Denzel Washington called Glory. That talks about one of those. That is is like a biography of one of those black regiments and what mm-hmm. they went through. Um, educate you. There's also, and to, you know, if somebody thinks we're leaning too close to one side, I'd also recommend you watch the movie. I believe it was called 12 Years a Slave. I could have me right. be missing a word. Um but it's about a, a slave who obtained his freedom, went up north, right. and you had Southerners going back up north, kidnapping these freed slaves and right. bringing them. So after he obtained his freedom, he was kidnapped and brought back down south where he spent 12 more years as a slave, even though he was a free man. And 
<clears throat> I know we're kind of getting on a tangent here because that that statue getting torn down yeah, kind of pissed me off. So and I, I apologize. We, we always get we're on getting, tangents. Well, we're getting on a political tangent here and a whole philosophical tangent about statues and everything. And I know people are trying to get their heads out of this conversation yeah, because they want to listen to Freemason and everything. But yes, but I'll with everything going example. on, we can't ignore it. We, we can't, we ignore can't it. turn a blind eye to it. This is one of do those times know? where Freemasonry needs to step up. And, and do you know who was very active in the Underground Railroad? What organization was extremely active? Oh, Freemasonry. Freemasonry. Absolutely. Freemasonry would hide escaped slaves in yeah. lodges and had a whole tunnel system even all the way up here to Seymour because this building that we're in right now was said to have been able to yeah. have been held slaves and everything uh, and again I don't know if you're into the belief and everything but there we had our medium here who said that she's seen yeah something yeah we'll, we'll keep it at that um, and the Oxford Inn right up in Oxford oh absolutely because the, this was right along that path. Because eventually, mm-hmm. what they ended up doing was getting all the way up to Canada. Because right. mm-hmm. to get out of the country, while the North was open to it at first, it got very complicated. And the only place they could it, really go was, and it got complicated because you had people who made money off of correct. being slave catchers. Right. Where they can get if they got up to Canada, who at the time good. was one hundred percent against slavery. Right. Um, right, you were you were good to go. Right. Um, <coughs> uh, James Rafferty under our building making still in the basement. Yeah, you know, yeah. the basement is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like going down. There. No, but it's but it's just I'm gonna round this all out, and I kind of want to just just say my little. I'm gonna say my little montage, if you will, or monologue, whatever you want to call Not it. Not <laughs> Douche, yes, yes. You understand, douche? Yes. People who tear down statues, douche. Yes. <laughs> um. I just want to say this, okay, and this is my my thoughts and my feelings on this whole subject of statue tearing down and, you know, erasing things. People have a good side and a bad side. You cannot learn from your mistakes if you do not embrace them. Right. We made a mistake in this country. And around the world, I mean, slavery really didn't start in America. It wasn't unique to the United States. It wasn't unique to the United States. But we are the youngest nation in the entire world, right? Mm -hmm. Youngest nation. I mean, for the most part, of of the major nations, excuse me. We are the youngest nation. We're still, this is called the American experiment. Like, right, it's still referred to as still is the American experiment. 200 some odd years later, it's still an experiment. So I just want to say this, that... How do I put this? Gently. We are a relatively young nation where we've had slavery and we made mistakes. In any adolescence, you make mistakes. Yeah. Okay. You learn by your mistakes. But the last thing you should ever do is try to hide those mistakes. No, you because can't hide those mistakes. When you when as our as our generations come and our generations you know our our children's children's children mm-hmm. there may get to a point where we sit there and we say is slavery yeah that never happened that never happened right why because we've destroyed the evidence of it right you need to know how horrible it was and i'll give a perfect example don't sit there you can't sit there and say oh no one will ever forget slavery well no one will ever forget that even in the African-American community, okay? No, no, they'll, they'll never forget. They'll never forget. Bullshit. 
and I'll give you a perfect example. And then you give me your example, a and then I'll give you my perfect ago, example. A couple years ago, there was an Iranian guy who was the president of Iran who flat out said, yeah, the Holocaust was a hoax. It never happened. Yes. Find me evidence. Abudinejad. I believe it was his name. Yeah. There is evidence still that the Holocaust happened. Right. But this guy is flat out saying, yeah, it never happened. Right. He don't want to believe it. And my, because my, then it my assumption your, it shifts is, your moral compass. And my assumption is in countries that do not like Jews, they probably don't teach about the Holocaust. Correct. What's going to happen when we've censored our history enough mm-hmm. that we decide we're not going to start teaching about slavery? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, give me, can I give you a perfect example? It never example? happened. I'm going to give you a perfect example of That's that. a dangerous concept. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you the perfect example of that. Do How many Americans currently do you believe? And again, I go back farther than anybody in this room. Mm-hmm. So when I was in elementary school and middle school in the early 80s, mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about the... the concentration camps that were in the United States. Yeah. We called them internment camps. Internment camps. But when after the after Pearl Harbor was bombed, correct. We rounded up every Japanese immigrant uh-huh. and put them in an internment camp. Right. I didn't know about that until I was probably 18 or 19 years old. Right. It's not taught. It might be nope. a line in a paragraph in one book somewhere. Uh-huh. We don't like to talk about it because uh-huh. we realize Wow, we actually had concentration camps in the United States. Look mm. it up. It's there. Japanese internment camps. Mm. Any of you Trekkies out there, George Takei, mm. played Sulu, grew up in an internment camp. Right. People don't know about that. People don't realize we're capable of that. Right. Do your history. You have right. to remember those things. And, you know, I went on a, a tirade on Facebook the other day because people are like, oh, you're trying to rewrite history. No. You can't rewrite history, but the history, you have to reconcile history with the truth. And if you want to put an asterisk next to any president that was a slave owner and add that as part of the narrative of, hey, he was a great person, you know, founded the country, did. However, understand he held slaves, which at the time was common. Mm. You want to throw that into the narrative? Do it. The reason why we but have you can't statues. erase that he existed. The reason why we have statues. The reason why we have monuments. The reason why we have these things is so that future generations know what not to do. And every time a certain political party or a certain belief system wants to take that down, you're taking that away from people. Mm-hmm. You're taking that away. You're right. you're hiding. The scars. The scars are what defines you. Yeah. The scars are what teaches you. Yeah. I mean, if I put my hand on a hot stove and I get burned and I got the scars on my hand that I touch, right. what are those scars teaching me? Don't touch the fucking hot stove, dumbass. Like, right. right. Well, that's even, what all, all this is about. Think of it in terms of the Holocaust. Think right. of the Holocaust. Have they, ta- have they torn down uh, Auschwitz? No, it's still there as a reminder of, but, oh my God, but this happened. They are starting to tear things down now. <sighs> and and that's wrong. It's a dangerous concept. Because you have you to be, learn you need that wake up past. You yes. learn by your past. And you need to be realized, oh crap, this actually happened in the past? Yes. We need to make sure that never happens again. That's horrible. That's awful. Okay. Like, that's awful. And you can't take down 
I think the other one is Dachau. I might be pronouncing that uh, mm. incorrectly. But those were the big ones, Auschwitz and, and Dachau. And it's like, no, you need to... Okay, so well, would you, you had so would many. you Tremblinka, you had a whole would bunch. you erase uh in I don't know, give it um we're talking what, hundred and fifty five years since the uh right. uh since Juneteenth, um when the, the final slaves were right, free. Right, right. Hundred and fifty five years from now you're gonna tear down the nine eleven memorial? Yeah. Because no, 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 no. Yeah, and then there are congresswomen who are already sitting there saying, Oh, some people did something. What? But that, that you can't tear down the 9-11 memorial. The same reason why the Arizona, later. the USS Arizona, is still sunk right. at Pearl Harbor. Right. So that you can see what happened. It's right there for it you to look mean, at. It doesn't mean we hate the Japanese because right. of it. But it's like, wow, that actually yes. happened. Absolutely. And it forms your opinion. It makes you think critically uh-huh. about certain things. And you're like, wow, we can't, we can't ever have that. And whether that means... You don't ever want to have a war like that again. You don't want to send young people. There's different reasons why you might think that can't happen again. We need to prevent that from happening again. But those are stark reminders. Here's my problem. And and to me, it's almost like the we've homogenized society. We don't want to hurt anybody. And here's my problem with everything. We don't want anybody to get upset. And that's the freaking problem. Everybody's offended by everything. Not for nothing, but every time a certain group of black masked people show up to protest against something else or counter protest, if you will, that you're infringing on somebody's first amendment right. Yeah. You're you're taking away our rights by doing these things. Like, I also want to just, just also add to this too, is that one of the biggest problems is that history is written by the victors. That is a scary concept if you consider that Absolutely. they're erasing our history. They are erasing they're erasing the scars that define what our future should be. Every time you pull down an Albert Pike statue, every time you deface an all black regiment, every time you're you're basically shooting yourself in the foot. Right. You're erasing. Yeah. You can't. You need what? the reminders. You're erasing exactly what you're bitching about. If I were to walk into, you know, whether it's USS Arizona or if I'm over in Auschwitz and I get really upset by it, like it, it affects me, mm-hmm. that's the intent. That's it what should, it's supposed to do. It right. should impact me. It should, it should affect me. It should me piss me to off. To the point where it's like, right. that can't ever happen. Right. Much like if you were to walk up to where down south at some huge plantation and you were to say, hey, just so you know, there's probably about 2,000 slaves buried here in unmarked graves. That would make me sad. I wouldn't want to erase that either. Right. No. Because it's a horrible thing that you need to be reminded of. We can't exactly. ever let that happen again. It's supposed right. to be emotional. It's supposed to make you upset. But we're in the society now where you know, everybody's got to get a trophy. Nobody's allowed to be upset. Mm. No. You need emotion. And that's where Freemasonry, to kind of bring this all back, Freemason, mm. Freemasonry teaches you to subdue the passions. Right. That doesn't mean ignore them. Right. It means control them. Control them. And learn by them. Yeah. I don't, I can't, you know, I can't ever forget that I used to be a really angry person that would just freaking fly off the handle. You were me? Yes. <laughs> I was, I will even go out on a limb and say I was angrier than you. <coughs> really? But, I'm not angry, I'm passionate. 
I can't That's ever going forget with, right? that because Passion. I need to know in the back of my head, I know what I'm capable of and I can right. never go back there. But if I were to forget that, I could easily drift back there. And that's that's the point of it. That's that's what we're saying. And, you know, yeah, we got off on a little a few tangents here. And, you know, it, it's just something that we're passionate about because it's it's just contrary to what you're what but you're trying to accomplish. Down Al- oh, they're ripping down Albert Pike's statue without knowing what the guy right. did. They're 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 tearing down monuments and not knowing the history behind it. And I think it's a failure of two things. One, schools don't teach this shit. Right. Problem right. number one. It's a basic generic. Yep. At one point we were monkeys. We migrated here. Uh, there was a couple fights, a couple wars. Meh. Kept moving. You want to learn something? Do your own research. Right. And here's the thing. Public school sucks. Let's be right. real. But you know what we have now that we didn't have when I was a kid? A lot of things. But specifically, the internet. Google. If you're... If ignorance is a choice. And that's what... That, that'll be my last comment on this. Yeah, if we're going to shut this down shortly. Ignorance is a choice. There is no excuse to be ignorant in this day and age where all the information is is out there. You might have to sift sift through some BS mm. and some falsehoods, but if you spend the time, mm. it's there. You, ignorance is a choice. I want to add on to that, too. And I'm, Danny, please don't. Uh, Brother Danny Collins, he's on uh, the watch party. But uh, I don't want to pick him out as an ignorance because you just said ignorance. But uh, he wrote wrote a book that no blanker can read in one sitting. That's part, That's and Freemasonry is, Freemasons are ignorant as well. Look, not even at the Morals and Dogma book. Don't look at the Morals and Dogma book. Don't, don't even read it. <clears throat> Just look at his accomplishments in life and the things yeah. he did, his mentality, the way he was as a Mason. That's what the statue was. It was him holding a book of Morals and Dogma, and it was him in civilian clothing. Right. I think he even had a Masonic apron on, too. I believe he either. He might have had a sash. Sash, which is the 32nd yeah. or 33rd, 33rd degree yeah. sash. Just that's what Albert Pike should be more known for. Not the damn book, because that book is a freaking nightmare. That's all esoteric freaking. It is, but there's other stuff that I sat down to read at, that I couldn't read. Look at just the way he conducted himself. Right. The Actions things speak that louder he than words. did. That's what you need to focus on. Not his book, not his Confederate general. Actually get to know the person. Again, years down the road, they may say here, oh, yeah, there's two Masons who were assholes on a freaking podcast. And they'd be right. (laughs) They'd be right. But, you know, look what we've done behind the scenes of this podcast. Look at the things you've done charity-wise. Look at the things I've done Mm charity-wise. Look at the things that we've, we've done that will go unrecognized. That's where the true right. heart of a man is. Right. Or a person. You see man, because women are, do the same thing too. But that's the true heart of a, of a person. Is not what they do at the forefront. It's what they do that go unrecognized. And with that, I will leave us with a quote from Brother Pike. Go for it. One of my favorites. What we have done for ourselves 
alone dies with us. What we have done for others and the world remains and is immortal. Beautiful. I'll leave it at that. For the Freemasons podcast, I am your one of your hosts, Right Worship Brother George Mudry, signing off. Worship Brother Joe, signing off. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.